0: So we're on Chaf Beis, Umar We're about a middle, uh, I'd say a little bit lower than the middle of the page. My Havei Allah. It's, there is no good way to point this out. Um, My Allah. My Havei Allah. Um, it's probably about 20 or so lines from the bottom. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 lines as well. Omar there around. you go. Want oh, sure. to point it to uh, here? Oh, there's another one here. Like, oh, going. I think on that one. Okay. See, I do this okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. You know, I'd forget. Yeah. It. Oh. Yeah,
1: I'm, yeah. Next page over. Oh, sorry, I'm oh, off, off of page. a sorry. page. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> there we
0: are. Good catch. And, uh,
1: Perfect. Okay, so if you
0: recall, last week we spoke about the question of whether or not you're allowed to light directly from one candle to the next. Uh, You lit your first candle um, and now you want to light your second candle on Hanukkah. Can you go ahead and take candle number one and use it to light candle number two directly? This is the question. And if you recall, one of the Proofs, or one of the things that came up was the fact that in the Beis HaMikdash, it would seem that they did indeed, um, there was the possibility of lighting one candle from the next. And it seems like they did so. They lit the candles one from the next. Perhaps they had long wicks or whatever it was that they could extend to the next one. But they did do so in the Beis HaMikdash. And so let's keep that in mind as we're about to now read these next lines. So, So, What's the bottom line? What's the halacha about lighting one candle from the next? Huna, Yeshua. He says, Hazina laka osa mitzvah. If you say that the lighting of the menorah is the mitzvah, then you are allowed to light from one candle to the next. But if it's the placement of the mitzvah, of the of the candle that makes the mitzvah, we'll see what this means in a second. You are not allowed to light from one to the next. One more line and then we'll explain. Because it was asked in a different context, Hadlaka osa mitzvah, o Hanacha osa mitzvah. It was asked, what is the, at what point is the real fulfillment of lighting, or I'm not going to use that word, what is the real fulfillment of the Hanukkah mitzvah? Is it light? We all know it revolves around a menorah. <coughs> but which part of lighting the menorah? Is it the lighting of the candle, the light, Hadlaka, or is it Hanacha, the placement? Now, what's the difference? At the end of the day, your menorah is sitting on your, uh, you know, your table or your, uh, whatever, the, the, the windowsill, and you go ahead and you light it and it's sitting there, so who cares? So the Gemara asks about the following scenario. Let's say you have a case where you have someone who is not obligated in lighting the menorah. Let's say someone who is, let's say a minor, uh, you know, an eight-year-old goes ahead and lights the menorah. For sure, the, the, the minor is not obligated in lighting, and therefore anyone who's not obligated, we have a general principle, cannot fulfill the obligation. But the minor lights the menorah, and then an adult comes along and moves the menorah over a little bit and places it. Okay? So the gemara, wants, the gemara questions whether or not they fulfill the mitzvah. Certainly the lighting element was done by someone who is not qualified. But the placement, meaning the adult comes along and moves it over a tiny bit and places it down. So now a lit menorah was placed. Maybe that's enough. That's hanacha. That's the placement of the menorah.
1: Okay. When you first said the placement, I thought you meant maybe the placement of the candles themselves.
0: Uh, even the previous day. So here, right. So that which, yeah. So we're talking about over here the placement of the lit menorah is that what fulfills the obligation. The Gemara goes back and forth, right? So if you say, let's go back to that case. If you say the lighting um, fulfills the obligation, then certainly in the case where a minor lights it, you don't fulfill your obligation. If it's the placement, then you'd say the man who went ahead and moved it, or the woman who went ahead and moved it, they fulfill their obligation b- through that movement. Right? That's the, that's the question. That's what does that have to do with our question over here? So the way the commentators...
1: That's assuming that you're going to change the place of it.
0: it. Only in a case where you, only in a so case where you change... So when
1: you don't, pl- right. you don't move Certainly it... Certainly where
0: then. a minor lit it and left it there, um, everyone would agree, you don't fulfill the obligation. The only question is, minor lit it, adult moved it, is the hanacha, is the placement of a lit menorah enough To fulfill the obligation. Now, let's think this through. If you say placement is the fulfillment of the mitzvah, right? Then that means that the lighting is not the mitzvah itself. It's a prerequisite of the mitzvah, which means it's a bit of a lower level, right? It's a heksher mitzvah. It's a preparation. It's a prerequisite. So what does that have to do with our question over here of whether or not you're allowed to light one candle from the next? So the commentators explain as follows. We pointed out a moment ago that in the Beis Hamikdash, they did light from one candle to the next. There they were stuck in the, in the you know, in the, what's it called, in the, in the menorah. They didn't, have, they didn't have candles, and they moved around. But they had long wicks, and so they lit the first one, and they took the wick from number two and lit, and, and, and lit it from number one. And they took a wick from number three and lit it from number two, etc. etc. That's how So they did light one from the other. So it should be abundantly clear that you can light from one to the other. But... The Gemara over here is pointing out that with the lighting of the menorah in the Beis HaMikdash, everyone agrees, seemingly, that halakha osa mitzvah, that the lighting is the mitzvah. So if you say that the same is true for the Hanukkah candles, then fine, you have, you have the best precedence possible. In the Beis HaMikdash, with the primary paradigm menorah, they lit one from the, from the next. But if you say that the Hanukkah menorah has a different halakha, that it's not about the lighting, but the lighting is a prerequisite, and it's the placements. Then maybe it would be disrespectful to be lighting to do something which is not the mitzvah itself. Meaning, when you're lighting one for the next, you're actually in some way disregarding the first light. Right? We spoke about this earlier. When I when I when I light when I lit one, there's the, right, and I go ahead and I and I take from that one. I'm in some way disregarding the first the first thing that happened. So if it's a hechsher mitzvah, if it is a prerequisite for the mitzvah. Then when I go ahead and I light from the first candle, I'm not since I'm not fulfilling a mitzvah, full fledged mitzvah, maybe that I can't do. You with me, right? You know, there's a, a little. Let's, let's wrap our heads around this a little bit more. Let, I'm going to say it one more time, in the base of Migdash, without it, the, the gemara has established, you were allowed to light one candle from the next. Ah, uh, we discussed last week. Wait a second, when you light one from the next, isn't there in some way a detraction of the mitzvah? Aren't you taking away a little bit because you have a mitzvah over here and you're in? You're in some way you're like. Stealing from the mitzvah, you know, to do another mitzvah. Hold that thought for one second, that'll come to you. Hold that thought for one second. I see. I see. So I'm stealing from the mitzvah. So the answer, so what's the, what's the counter to that? It's okay to steal from a mitzvah to do another full fledged mitzvah, right? So now the Gemara is saying, well, maybe it's not a full fledged mitzvah. Because if you say, Halakha Osa mitzvah, the lighting is the mitzvah, then yeah, it's true, you're stealing from mitzvah number one, but you're stealing to do another full fledged mitzvah. Okay, that's okay. That's not disregarding in any way mitzvah number one. But if the lighting from number one to number two is not full fledged mitzvah, it's a prerequisite for mitzvah to steal for quote quote, unquote steal to steal from mitzvah number one to to, sorry to diminish much better word to diminish from mitzvah number one for a prerequisite. Mm, that's a little iffy, and therefore maybe you would not be able to do so. So really what the, so it says, uh, so what uh, um, Rav Hunab Raider of Yeshua is saying, and that really revolves around this question. Can we model ourselves after the of HaMikdash uh, and the, there where we did light one from the next? depends on whether the lighting is the mitzvah, in which case we say, sure, you could diminish mitzvah one from mitzvah number two, but if it's Hanach, it's the placement, you cannot diminish from number one to number two because it's only a prerequisite. Yes, Sandra, thank you for your patience. So
2: what if, in lighting the second
0: candle, the first one goes out. Yeah, that would be a, you, I mean, it, it's, it's you a... You light,
2: light it from the candle previous,
0: or... I mean, well, go, go back to this question, right? Yeah. So that's, that's a great right. So go back to this... Well, if, if there's nothing to light from, you certainly would right. start again. Uh, but if, there, if now candle number two is lit, well, if you are allowed to light one to okay. two, you if could you do light two light to one. one. It would be the same thing. It wouldn't make a difference which direction you're going. By okay,
2: but yeah. then you have stolen, effectively.
0: Diminished, as I'm going to use... Uh, very, yeah, yeah, I like the word. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and, and according to some, the
1: first, or the cover of the first look. candle and right, you don't diminish right. it though you extend it. Yeah, so
0: it. yeah, that's part of the discussion. Is it a diminishment or not? And that's what we discussed, last, you know, a little is bit it this it week.
2: Detraction in some zory?
0: way. Right, problem. right. It revol- it's a general question of what is. Yeah, it could be looked at it both ways. It could be looked at as simply a matter of extending the mitzvah, or in some way, it's taking away and therefore a, a bit of a diminishment. So let's yes.
2: The Hanukiah, that it's the mitzvah, because you have to mark each day, mm-hmm. and you have to place it. You have to declare it the miracle. Mm-hmm. So both part of it is—it's not just lighting the candles, lighting the lights—it's the mitzvah, or placing the Hanukiah in the window. That's the mitzvah. It's the combination.
0: Well, there, everyone I'm agrees saying. both of them play a role. The question is, which one is... Um, right. which, which Which enables... Yeah, correct. And there, and there's going to be, again, practical ramifications. Again, okay. a minor lighting. There's so everyone problem. agrees the lit candle is a prerequisite. You can't place an, a non-lit candle, but it's a prerequisite as opposed to the thing itself.
2: But I'm saying, like, if it's just lighting a light and placing it in the window... I mean, that's... All, I hate to say this, but it's almost... It's like... Putting two candlesticks in the window, like Chavez candles. In. Right. You see what I'm saying? So isn't it? I'm not communicating this well. So it's okay. Go ahead. Let's hear where he's going.
0: So, so, so again, just to just to, just, to, just just to review, everyone's going to agree, as we'll see in a moment, all be clarified, that you will need to have obviously a lit candle right. and it has to be in the right place everyone agrees the question is which is the primary right. mitzvah and that will and that will impact some of the right. some of the other features right. so was,
1: let's was there a time when i mean today doesn't everybody put the candle the, the menorah in the window and then light the candle correct yeah. so was back then was it that you lit the candles no. and then put because i don't understand this whole thing about the placement it, it's 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 Ultimately,
0: well, uh, again,
1: the no, placement is—it's is, it's
0: going to be talking about very unique, particular situations, right? It's going to be talking about you very unique, particular situations. Um, but yeah, in your typical case, ninety-eight percent of the questions the Gemara deals with are unique, particular situations, uh-huh. right?
1: Right, right. Mo- mostly yeah.
0: right. Yeah. If you're a criminal and you go ahead and you know and, and steal from somebody, what what happens? Right. So you know. So yeah, ideally everyone had their candles and they lit it and that was fine. we're uh, most of the cases, but it brings out the principles and so we're going deep, deep. We're zooming in, zooming in, zooming in. And yeah, this is a very, very unique scenario, but it ultimately will help us understand what is philosoph, not philosophically, but conceptually, what is the main part of the mitzvah. But you're right. Most cases, it makes no nafkamina. Most cases, it makes no practical difference because in most cases you have a chane, uh, you know, the menorah sitting there and you light it and it's done by an adult okay, and it's done, actually, right? Really so now we're going to go through a couple of different um, scenarios to try to conclude which one we, which, which do we rule like. Is it halakha? Is it the lighting? Or is it the placement? Tashma. Okay, so we're probably about 10 lines up now. Dama hayutafush Hayutafush the ve'omed. If a person is holding the menorah Okay, and by the way, as crazy as it sounds, let's say you are in a you know you're traveling or whatever it is, and you're in a place where you're in a you're in, a, you're in an airport or you're walking somewhere, and it's a night, and you know you have uh, whatever it, it comes up, you know it is a real question. I've you heard the question or asked.
1: Or or yeah,
0: you're <laughs> exactly right. So basically, you don't really have a placement. So the Gemara talks about this. The Gemara says, Ravah, if you're holding the menorah and you never put it down, you don't fulfill your obligation. Shmami Na The Gemara says we hear from there. Hanacha osa mitzvah. Clearly, it's saying the Gemara tries to infer that it's the placement that makes the mitzvah. Because you lit the menorah, you just never placed it. Even let's say you were standing in the right place, you were standing outside your house like a like a like a like a guard of honor, you know, like a statue, basically like a British soldier standing outside his, uh, you know from, from Buckingham Palace, standing outside the the palace with the thing, exactly with the menorah, and he just never placed it down. Says the Gemara, Lo Asav, Lo So Mitzvah. It sounds like, from here, that it's the placement that does the Mitzvah. Sigmar so says, No. Hasam, <laughs> he says, Really, you could say that Hadlakos the Mitzvah, and that it's really the lighting fulfills the Mitzvah. If that's the case, then why don't you fulfill the obligation by lighting it and just holding on to it? Why, why is the placement necessary? Sigmar so says, Omer It's technically you do fulfill your obligation, but due to an external factor, our sages came along and said you'll not fulfill your obligation. What is that? If someone sees you holding a lamp, they'll say, that's not a menorah. That's your own personal lamp. Right? right. right? So really technically... Ultimate, yeah, look, hadlaka osa mitzvah. The lighting does fulfill the mitzvah. And really, technically, you should fulfill your obligation. Why do the rabbis say not? Because it looks bad. It looks like you're doing it for yourself. But technically, the Gemara is arguing, you could look at that, mis- that statement of Rava both ways. Either you could say you don't fulfill the obligation because hanacha osa mitzvah was never placed down. Or you could say, no, really, hadlaka osa mitzvah. It's the lighting that helps you fulfill the obligation. So why don't you fulfill the obligation? He lit it because it looks bad. And therefore, you don't fulfill your obligation.
1: So we have not... So there are two parts to fulfilling the obligation then. That That's point. what I How was saying. So? Lighting it in place. And <laughs> no, no, no,
0: no, 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 no. I'm saying no, it. I'm, I'm not being clear enough. It. Let me say it again. Let me say it again. Let me say it again. Right. Again, the, the, we, we, it, the Gemara is interti- suggesting like this. One possible read on this on Ravah's teaching is to say... That the only reason you did not fulfill your obligation over here is because you did not put it down, okay. right? Which means that lighting is not the mitzvah. Yes, of course you need to. It's like saying, you know, what's the mitzvah of Pesach to eat matzah? So making matzah is a mitzvah. No, it's not. It's a prerequisite. You don't have matzah, right, right, you right, don't have a mitzvah, right? right? There's nothing to talk right, about, but it's, it's not easy. the mitzvah, right? Yeah, so halakha, writes, so if you say hanachos, the mitzvah, the lighting was just a prerequisite, right? So the one way of reading this, of, of Rabbis teaching, is to say that the reason you don't fulfill your obligation was because you never placed it down, okay. right? Um, the Gemara is countering that, saying, no, really, lighting does fulfill the obligation. And theoretically, just lighting it and holding it would be fine. It's that it looks bad. It looks like you have not... It looks like you using it for personal use, and therefore they say, that's disqualified.
2: That was the, that's where I was sort of getting to. Okay. Why is it any different than lighting any other candles? If you thing? hold it. Right, exactly. So, but but that, it is. But it is, mean, it is. But mean, I want to be, like really be clear. I want to be clear.
0: Hadlechah the Mitzvah would say that theoretically it should be Okay. It's just that the rabbis came along and said, "Well, it's true you fulfill your obligation, and it's true, uh, but but since it looks bad, we are going to disqualify it. But technically, intrinsically, it would work. It's an it external be, reason. You
2: know, see the <coughs> right, let's, right let's, okay. has yep, is okay. for Nisa. right? So it has right exactly, clear you have to tell ex- everyone that you're doing
1: it for Nisa purposes. Right, that's what I was for getting for to. Like,
2: why is it? That's that's exactly okay. what I was getting to. Because proclaiming the miracle is the right. part of it, so
0: there can't be any it, doubt. And, right, exactly. Expert so
2: that's absolute. what I was... Got it. Got it. Got I was it.
0: just asking the question too early. I got it. Okay. Fantastic. <laughs> that's, that's, okay.
2: Okay. That's <laughs> what I
0: was getting to and I wasn't communicating it. Well. Got it. Okay. I'm glad we <laughs> clarified. <laughs> Tashma. So let's go a little further proof. Da'amur Rav Rav says, He lika bifnim ve a person lights it inside. Again, keep in mind, back then, where do you light the menorah? The menorah is lit outside, by the door. So a person goes and lights it in their closet. Whatever, they light it inside. Then they put it outside. They do nothing. Do mean so, they do nothing? Meaning, meaning sorry, they, they don't fulfill their obligations. It's meaningless. If you lit your menorah inside and then you moved it to where it has to go... Didn't or do the they did the mitzvah. Our modern uh, application would be: you lit the menorah under your kitchen table, no one could see it, and then you put it by the window, right? Amen. So the Mishnah say, the, the Rav says, the Rava says, you do not fulfill your obligation. <coughs> so it says that now we're to analyze it. Eat, excuse me. E bishlama. If you say, say hadlaka um, osa mitzvah, if you say the lighting is that um, that, that fulfills the mitzvah, bimkoma beinan. And you presumably need to light it where it's supposed to be lit. Therefore, that's why the Mishnah is saying, you didn't fulfill your obligation. Let's keep on reading. But if you say it's all about the placement, it's all about the placement, Amilo all Klum. Right then, why didn't you? Why didn't you fulfill your obligation? What's wrong? Light it in your kitchen table under your kitchen table. Who cares? At the end of the day, the the, the adult place. male, female, whatever went and go, took the you know candles and placed them where they had to be placed. So it sounds like Rav is saying what hadlaka Oseh mitzvah because he's disqualifying that case. So it must be that the lighting is the pre, is the is the mitzvah, and of course the the lighting has to be in the appropriate place, nice. right? Fine. So the Gemara says, no, hasam nami haroa omer huda adlika. The Gemara rejects this as well. The Gemara says, not really, you could say, hanachos mitzvah. That really it is the placement that fulfills the obligation. Why don't, according, so if that's the case, then, but still, what's your, so I lit it somewhere else and I moved it there. The problem is that someone watching this and seeing you light it will from the get-go think you lit it for your own purposes, not for the mitzvah of Hanukkah, and therefore, you don't fulfill your obligation. Again, it's a technical thing. Really, in theory, it should work because at the end of the day, you took your menorah and you placed it outside, right? Um, so, and you placed it in the right place. The problem is that since when it was lit, it was lit in a way that looks bad. So for ex- external reasons, you do not fulfill your obligation.
1: The other side of, of, the, of the holding it and, and, and that being disqualified, just like that's a disqualification. Right, right. And on the other side, right. of, of when you are lighted, you light it underneath the table, that's a disqualification.
0: Exactly, even though technically it would be fulfilled in that case. And, and just to go back to the original case, they're, they're, the, the case that they're analyzing, the case that they're discussing, is a case where the minor lights it in the right place and then the adult just moves it over, right? Okay. So That's there, no one watching, there you don't have those external factors because it was lit in the right place. Um, it's just that was the it was lit by the, by the wrong person and then the adult moved it, but still in the right place. So there, you don't have those external reasons. That's why they are debating that case. Yes, sir. Yeah, so in these
2: two cases, if one was... Think that he may be doing it for his personal use? Would that fall under the category of Maris I Yeah, that's what I was.
0: Thinking. Yeah, it's a similar. It's like an. I guess we call it an offshoot of Maris. You know, Maris I It's not Mar Maris Ayin is is a very specific scenario where it looks like you're doing something forbidden. Over here, you know, there's no such. There's no Maris Ayin. Forbidden, in, but I mean,
1: yeah, but no. That's, that's so. That's yeah, what I'm that's,
0: saying. It's not. That's, it's not. That's why would it's, te- it's a tech? It's a. It's a. You term but which not I went doing the myths, but correct. That's why I don't want to use that term. It's a similar principle that we are concerned for the onlooker, and as you've pointed out, it's more, even more so when it comes to Hanukkah, right, because part of it is the, the presuming isa element, but the term, the technical term of, of Mara Sayin is limited to cases where I'm doing something which looks like I'm sinning. Over here, it's like I'm doing something which looks like I'm not fulfilling the mitzvah. Right, That's not right. a sin, uh, but it's a similar notion. It's a similar principle. Yes, Laura? But isn't the
2: on, so now I'm going to put it on the onlooker. Isn't it incumbent upon the onlooker to give the benefit of
0: the doubt. Sure, that doesn't take away from. Uh, in general, we have a notion of Marisayan, and it doesn't take away from the principle over here too. I, so this
2: isn't Marisayan.
0: Uh, correct, but what what is that? That's they're mutually so why exclusive. Just
2: that I assume?
0: Right. The two are mutually exclusive. The two are mutually exclusive. In other words, you have an obligation. You see me doing something silly. uh, You have an obligation to assume that I'm doing something that's not silly. Okay, sinful would be more accurate, right? I have an obligation to do things which don't look sinful. But we don't drop one because of the other, right? We both have a responsibility here. I have an obligation to do things which look appropriate. And you have an obligation to try to assume the best. But just because you have that obligation doesn't excuse me from my obligation. Just because I have that obligation doesn't excuse you from your obligation. So the two two are both... True. Yeah. Um, okay, let's go further. Tashma, final proof. Damravi Shobin Levi. Ashashis the Ravishoban Levi says now we're at the top of the page of Chav Daf Ashashis Kimmel. Ashashis Dolekes Volakas kolim Kulo. A um, it's um, a, a large lamp. Okay, you have to have a large, a lantern. Yeah, fine, a lantern, good. So you have a a lantern, which was lit the entire day. Meaning, Erev Shabbos, I went ahead, and instead of, I wanted to have the best Shabbos candles ever. You know what I do? For my Shabbos candles, I have a huge, huge lantern filled with enough oil to last for 24 hours. Okay, which I guess is not such a big deal, right? I have a big candle, right? The Yortzai candles. Those are my Shabbos candles. So I have my Yortzai candle. I have a 36-hour Shabbos candle. Okay, so I light it. Erev Shabbos. Le Mate Shabbos... Matzei Shabbos, Saturday night, it's the night of Hanukkah. So what do I do? Mechaveh, I extinguish it for a moment, blow it out. Umalika, and then I light it again. That's what Rabbi and Levi teaches us. He says, if I want to light the Hanukkah candle, so I have a, I have this <coughs> Yortzai candle, in modern terms, I, 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 I lit it for Shabbos, right? But now, it's Saturday night, it's Hanukkah. So I want to use that same candle for Hanukkah. What do I do? I blow it out, and I light it.
1: Now you're using it as a Shabbos?
0: No, I'm using it as my Shabbos candle, as my menorah.
1: As your menorah? Yeah. One candle? Sure.
0: It's the first night of Hanukkah. Or Or technically, you always fulfill your obligation with one candle anyway. So, but yeah, let's just say it's the first night for all intents and purposes. Okay. If you say it's the lighting that does the mitzvah, then it makes sense. Right? Because the fact that there was a candle there before, it was lit before for Shabbos candles. So I blow it out and I light it again. So Rav Shuban Levi is saying, I have to light it again because then I fulfill my mitzvah. But if you tell me that it's the placement that makes the mitzvah, what I have to go and extinguish it and light it. Really what I have to do is I have to do the placement. So what I should really do is extinguish it, lift it up, place it down, and then light it, right? Because the first time I placed it there, I placed it there as a Shabbos candle, right? As a, as a, for Shabbos. Now it's Hanukkah. So really what I should have to do is move it in order to be a proper Hanukkah candle. The fact that I don't move it and it's there from its original placement, which was for a Shabbos candle, seems like it's saying that Hadlaka Ose because I don't have to move it, right? Okay. The Ode, another question. We know the blessing that we say. What's the blessing we say? Asher Ivanu leha Should have just started here, right? Uh, so, <laughs> right. it's a... right, right. But, but, yeah. But that's, it's for the for the record, for that's the record, that's, yeah. And it's obviously why. It's not to make us go crazy? But to te- we learn so much else, so much more along the way, right? It's bringing, it's sharpening the point for us, right? So, by going through all those different scenarios, it helped us understand better. Um, why would you say, uh, Right, so basically, so it says quite clearly, those who uh, created the mitzvah when the rabbis came along and instituted the mitzvah of lighting the Hanukkah, they framed it as mitzvahs hadlakas Ner Hanukkah, the mitzvah of lighting the candle of Hanukkah. Shmamina hadlaka osa mitzvah, shmamina. So we hear from here that lighting is that that does the mitzvah. Okay, so therefore what? Now the Gemara is going to infer a couple of relevant and somewhat tangible, uh, ta- tangential um, implications. Okay, so
2: the original Oh, I'll
0: well, we'll come back to the original question in a second, because interestingly enough, the Gemara actually doesn't spell it out. Let's hold on. The Hashtadamrina right. and Halakos, the Mitzvah. And now that you tell me that it's the lighting that does the Mitzvah. So, first of all, Hidlika, katan shote, lo lo klum. Let's say someone who is... Either uh, intellectually, uh, not ob- because of their intellectual uh, standing, they're not reg- um, obligated in doing the mitzvah. A person who do- is, is, not, uh, do- is not fully, uh, you know, uh, what we call Bardas. like a, sorry? Bardas, someone who is, who is, who is resp- a responsible adult. Uh, if, they, if they are lacking in that, they just simply don't have the intellectual capacity, they're exempt. Similarly, a katan, a minor who lights the menorah, lo <inaudible> asav it is meaningless. Meaning, if they were to cut on a minor or someone who is, you know, intellectually is not capable of really fully understanding things, goes ahead and lights the menorah and then someone moves the menorah over, don't fulfill the obligation because it's the lighting that is the obligation. It's not the movement, it's the lighting. But we add, we want to be clear, a woman definitely does light the menorah and could Fulfill the obligation for the household by letting the norah. Why? Levi says Nashim Yishuah ben Levi. Let's explain, appreciate why the question is being brought up. Why? Why? Because it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah with a defined period of time. right? Normally when we have a mitzvah that has a defined period of time, women are not obligated. And, and because they're not obligated, normally cannot fulfill their husband's or a male's obligation. Because you could only fulfill people who have the same level of obligation, right? So if it's a time-bound mitzvah, then women typically are not obligated. But the Gemara says we right here, no, women are equally obligated. Why? ben Levi, Why? Sha'af Literally, it means they were in the same miracle. But the way the commentator said it doesn't mean they were in the same miracle. It means that they played an even more significant role than the men in the miracle. Both in terms of... Uh, and, and they elaborate not just in terms of the redemption of Hanukkah, but also in terms of their the, the redemption was so much more necessary for them. We have a tradition. The Gemara talks about the fact that when the well we'll get to you Yeah, we'll get to Yudas in one second. But but before that, even in during the time of the oppression, the Greeks had a terrible rule that a woman before she was married would be uh, subject to the to the oppression of. Of, of, of the Greek uh, rulers, right? That basically they would go and the night before they got married, the night they got married, they would basically be violated by the, the Greek governor, okay? Um, so obviously a terrible, terrible... So the women felt... The pain of the oppression, but yes, and that dovetails into Yehudis. So Yehudis comes along and she says, "Sure, um, I'll you know subject myself to the governor." And this woman Yehudis goes ahead and she basically intoxicates him, and in the process, she basically beheads uh, the governor, and um, uh, yeah, basically uh, brings about uh, a bit of a rallying. Call to the to the Jews to fight against the Greeks when they see the, the, the governor of uh, you know the, the ruler of the area was beheaded by by Yehudas. Okay, so one way or another, women are therefore obligated um, equally with men. But wait a second, to, where two dots, which means we finished the Gemara. The Gemara actually never brought us back to the question uh, to the question of, of that we've been asking. The question we asked was wait. Are you allowed to light from one candle to the next? This comes up, this is relevant to us all the time, right? You always, it is inevitable that you light the menorah and a candle's gonna go out, right? It always happens. So what do you need to do? Do you need to take the shamish and go and light the menorah light the light the new shamish and then light the second candle? Right? Take your shamish and light it. Or are you allowed to go ahead and let's say your shamish blows out, right? Happens all right? Can you go ahead and light from one candle to the next? Either using the shamash in between or even going from one candle to the next, you're allowed to light from one to the next. Technically, based on this Gemara, we said Hadlakos Mitzvah, you should be able to do so because we're saying it's the lighting itself and therefore it's not really diminishing. So, technically, you should be able to do so. Let's look at Tosvos. or so on the left side of the page, uh, the left column, it starts with the word, large word Shema. That is about yes. like eight lines down, right on the left side of the page. Um, Shema Mina. You see, that's a short toast there. Hadlaka mitzvah. Vim And if so, says Tosvos. Mutter la miner Lener. You should be able to light from one candle to the next. Umikal makom. Nonetheless. Kivan haolam la Since the custom evolved that we are stringent. Ain lashanos We don't change the custom. So Tosa says, technically, based on the conclusion of the Gemara, you should be able to go ahead and take candle number two and light it from number one. No problem. It's not a diminishment because it's the mitzvah itself, just like in the base of Magdash. But the custom evolved that we are stringent, and therefore we go with the custom.
1: So in today's world, if by chance, on the third night, the second candle, uh, the wick, comes over and lights, the before you have a chance to do it, you're yeah, Totally okay. fine,
0: totally fine. Yeah, or another example, uh, you know, you had one match. Right, and you're not a boy right. scout, uh, and you don't know how to start a fire. Basically, right. all you have is the one candle, and you want to light the other candles. So again, it's a min, It's, it's a
2: extenuating
0: yeah. Then there would be what to rely upon, no. but certainly we we, we attempt to right. Right, right. We shouldn't I, exactly. I
1: don't why they don't discuss. If you just light one candle, you've fulfilled the mitzvah. Yeah, Correct. yeah.
0: So that's a good point, right? Ultimately, so so it's, it's interesting that we, we don't say, well, wait a second, the next candle that you're lighting should be a lesser type of mitzvah. Well, it's a hit uh, mitzvah. So when we get to Dav, Kuf, Chaf, Gimel, about a hundred blot from now and maybe like, I don't know, 10 years, uh, then, uh, then we will discuss uh, the relationship between or Mitzvah and Mitzvah. But it seems like, you know, one case where this comes up is on Shabbos with the circumcision, with a bris. Um, so there is the basic bare bones fulfillments of the Mitzvah. But it's clear from the Gemara's there that the continuation of the Mitzvah, is also, which is even Hidr, meaning there's like, you know, you fulfill the mitzvah, then there's like extra little pieces which you get just to, to beautify the mitzvah, do, a prop, do it like in an ideal fashion. Oh, right. But technically, to look nice, even though technically you fulfill the mitzvah, right? You're allowed to do that all on Shabbos. Why? Because the Hidr Mitzvah is, still an ex- is really just an extension of the mitzvah itself. It's not like a lower level. Hidr Mitzvah is, the, it becomes the mitzvah itself. Okay. All right. So now let's, let's uh, see another, uh, some uh, relevant halachos, which are going to con- uh, still relevant to Chanukah, and somewhat built upon what we just learned. We're at the two dots on Chav Gimel Abad Aleph. Amar of a guest is obligated in lighting the menorah. Okay, so meaning, you're a guest at someone's house, so one could argue, hey, listen, the household, they are lighting over there, and therefore I shouldn't have to light. Um, and so we're saying, no, the guest does have to light. Okay? We'll see different types of guests in a moment. Rav Zera Says Rav Zerah. ki beirav. When I was a student in the study hall, meaning I was a board, he would, he would learn a bit. He didn't have his own household. Okay, so back in the day, the students uh, would live. They would board. They were boarders. They lived at someone else's house. So what would they do? Mishtatafna bipriti be'hadi I would give a few coins, cheap coins, you know, a little bit. And I would, um, I would buy a right to the oil of the owner of the house. Okay, so I have, uh, I have a niece living with me right now. Uh, my, my niece is living with me. She's boarding. She goes to a local school over here. So, what did she do before Hanukkah? She gave us a dollar and she bought a share in my oil for, the, for Hanukkah. And so, basically, when I lit, exactly, that, literally, this exact thing. And I lit, and it's her mitzvah as well. She's part of that mitzvah because she bought a share in the oil and therefore it's part of, part of her mitzvah. So, she
1: did not have to lie. She did not herself. have to lie.
0: Right. So, it just means that she's because obligated in the mitzvah, but she's now part of the household. She bought in. Oh, oh, she oh, bought oh, oh, in.
1: I thought you meant. She buys the oil and then she uses. She could have. She, she could have done
0: that. She could have done that as well. She could have done that as well, but but just but but just right. as easily, right? Basically, right, she's right. just part of the part of the mitzvah. Isn't but that
1: considered more of a fallback, though. I mean, it, it it does what you need to do, but
0: as opposed to lighting. So you know. it's a good question. So so there there are different customs about who lights and so many in some circles every single member of the household lights uh, many places in some places the women don't light or ma- so there are different customs about women lighting so for example uh, some people have a mit- uh, minhag that women do light but married women you know uh, will, will not light so um, she you know as part of you know their min- her minhag was not uh, that the women don't light at all and therefore uh, but they still need to be but they're still obligated in the mitzvah so what do they do? So they partake in the mitzvah by... If there's, a,
1: if there's a custom that women don't like, but let's say the husband's out of town...
0: Then the, certainly the woman yeah. the wife would have fled. That's what we're about yeah. to see actually that's right like, now. the
2: mitzvah is supposed to be in the house, the yeah. home.
0: That's right, that's right. So um, the ha- basar, right, so basar TV he says exactly this. After I got married, itza amina, um, itza amina, ha, um, itza amina, hashta vade I'm sorry, after I marry my wife, Amina, I said, Hashta vade Now I don't have to lie to come aliki alive go besai because my wife is lighting for me at home. And this is, right, so basically says, you know, he's still not living at home because he was studying. Back in the day, even after you were married, um, they, would, they would typically travel far from their households uh, to go study. Actually, there's a Gemara, did we see this together? We saw a Gemara that said they would deliberately travel to the further base medrash because, uh, you know, they would go far. The people in Babylon would tra- learn in Israel. The people in Israel would study in Babylon. Why? Because if you really wanted to be focused... He needs to be focused. And so they'd come home on an you know, occasional basis, but that, that's, that's what would happen. So, why is, so what's he saying here? He's saying, he's saying look, when, I, when mm-hmm. I live... He was boarding all the time, okay? But when he boarded and this was all he had, then he would just he would chip in a few coins and he would light with the with the and the Baal would just have him in mind. That was fine um, because he had a portion of the oil. However, once he was married, his wife would light for him in his house and therefore that fulfills his obligation. And to your point, so nowadays, um, you know, you technically... A, you know, we, everyone likes to light the menorah together. But, but that said, if, uh, for whatever reason, a wife isn't home or a husband isn't home, then the other one lights <laughs> for the other one. They light for them. And you completely fulfill your obligation. You completely fulfill your obligation by having someone light for you in your house.
2: She light, okay. If she lights alone, is uh, the of a bracha?
0: Well, nowadays we assume, again, you know, in your typical place, in your typical typical scenario, nowadays uh, we assume there's people outside, people are watching, we'll and therefore you, fu- you you do fulfill your obligation. Yeah, you know. So in your typical case, um, you know, whoever is at home could like, and even technically, this is a strange. Strange could, could come could come up. Let's say both husband and wife are not at home. Okay, let's say they are in a in
2: your house or.
0: Right, so let's say no one's even staying in your house. You're, you're a person at the hospital, hopefully for good reasons, right? A husband and wife at home, you cannot light a candle in a hospital, right? Uh, so what do you do? No one's going to go to the house. So you're allowed to send someone into your house to go ahead, even if they're not staying there, light the menorah for you in the house, and you fulfill your obligation, even though you didn't see it, right? Because your house had a menorah. The, the, the mitzvah and menorah revolves around the household. A cousin couldn't do it. A cousin couldn't do it. can't be a minor. It has to be someone who could be obligated. You're and they would go so. into the house and they would light the menorah for you as your agent in your house. And you would fulfill your obligation you're in that fashion. So.
1: Okay. And if you're not in the area like you're boarding, right, mm-hmm. then isn't that...